Welcome to the Swivel Chair Patrol Podcast, your number one stop for CAP facts, self-help, advice, and of course, CAP conversation. That's right. Our goal is to provide insight to Civil Air Patrol from members of Civil Air Patrol for members of Civil Air Patrol through an informal and hopefully a somewhat entertaining environment. You can follow and reach us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Anchor, and more. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting service you are listening from. Or you can email us at theswivelchairpatrolpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and maybe include you on our show. So without further ado, let's start this week's episode. Welcome back to episode five, Encampment. So as the title says, we are going to be talking about encampment this week, which could be considered Civil Air Patrol's uh, core cadet activity. So to start us off, uh, Captain Caldwell, do you want to lead us into a general synopsis of encampment? Absolutely. So encampments generally tend to be seven to ten days long. The goal of encampment is to have cadets and staff members grow let seniors assist in the development of cadets, and to be a resource to wing in the community. It focuses on the aspects of cadet life, leadership, aerospace, physical fitness, and character development, as well as career opportunities, emergency services, team building, and military life. So just real quick, it's real important to point out that it's it follows the structure of a military boot camp, but it's not a military boot camp. There are a couple very distinct differences between a boot camp and Civil Air Patrol. For one, Civil Air Patrol and the Civil Air Patrol environment, uh, we don't allow hazing. So if you you know, mess up a drill command, you're not going to be on the ground doing push-ups for half an hour, whereas you're, it's a little more likely that you'll be getting that at a military boot camp. So a couple distinct differences um, just like that. And to the best of my knowledge, every wing has their own encampment. Um, I know being from California wing, kind of prejudice, and I like to say California wings encampment is the best. That's quite simply because it is. But sir, could you give us just some background to encampment? Absolutely. So doing internet searching and looking through the archives of the Civil Air Patrol, not really. I'm not that cool. Don't have access to it. So don't quote me on that. But um. We can't really find any too much history on encampment uh, currently. I know that it's been around for quite a while, as the fact where a California wing encampment is on its 50, uh, 45th year of the cadet training group. That's what they call the group that runs encampment every year. But it is easy to include, uh, conclude that uh, encampment, where it is right now, is a product of the cadet programs that was designed by uh, Jack Sorenso back in the 70s. So... You can thank him for the phenomenal experience of encampment. Uh, but where is encampment currently? So in currently, uh, encampment is a, a nationwide activity. You know, every wing has it. So all 52 wings hold usually their own encampment or a joint encampment with another state or wing. And then uh, there's a couple things I wanted to cover. So the mission. So the mission of encampment is that uh, they are to help cadets develop leadership skills, investigate aerospace sciences and related careers, commit to a habit of regular exercise, and solidify their moral character. So, like all the things that Captain Caldwell said, that's all wrapped up in the mission. 
The vision, uh, the vision for the cadet encampment is to be an immersion into the full challenges and opportunity of cadet life. And the philosophy is that, as kind of what uh, Captain Caldwell mentioned, uh, it presents the five key traits of care, uh, cadet life. So they obviously talk about the uniform, aerospace themes, uh, give you opportunities to lead and challenge yourself, as well as uh, have fun. So that's found in the CAPR 60-1, Chapter 1. And uh, also, this is where the boot camp, quotation mark, boot camp, kind of comes in, is that encampment is supposed to be an intense environment that moves cadets beyond their normal comfort zones in order to promote personal growth. So that's where uh, some you know, CAP cadets or CAP members uh, kind of get confused or when they explain it, they just easily explain it as, it's oh, it's CAP's version of boot camp. They are partially right and also partially incorrect. It is kind of styled after boot camp, but there are certain values that are upheld in encampment versus in boot camp. Uh, overall, encampment has five goals for each cadet student and other individuals who are involved. So the first one is that, uh, that as an individu individual, CAP hopes that the cadets will know, uh, do, and value um, all the goals and missions and visions of encampment. Uh, they also wish that encampment become a learning experience for each member of the cadet cadre, so teaching all the cadet staff. And uh, the program sets goals for all these advanced cadets. And then the encampment also aims to foster teamwork, so not only just in the flights, but also on the staff. Uh, fourth, it, it's a venue for adult members to grow as leaders of cadets, and so therefore they're involved in one of these goals. And then the last goal is that encampment is supposed to be the centerpiece of the uh, cadet program, and it provides the to be it is going to provide the wing an opportunity to boost the capabilities of its hometown cadet and composite squadrons, and also standardize cadet training within the wing. So those are the five goals that it it affects the individual, it affects the cadet staff, it promotes teamwork, it promotes uh, adult growth as leaders, and it also promotes uh, wing capabilities. So that is a lot, but all this can be found in the CAPP 60-70, also known as the Cadet Encampment Guide. So that's found on the national website. It's also going to be in the show notes if you wish to get more in-depth in that, and we'll also reference it later. So, Captain Caldwell, how do we get into encampment? Right, so if you're a maybe a new cadet uh, just joining the program, or maybe you've been in a while, maybe you're what we call a COVID cadet, you joined uh, during COVID lockdown, so we're doing virtual meetings and not in-person meetings. Maybe you haven't had much, if any, exposure to encampment or people who have been to encampment. And so you might be asking, why? Why should I do this encampment thing? It sounds hard. It sounds, frankly, quite miserable. And here's why. A couple prerequisites to go to encampment and then also some benefits. So number one, First prerequisite is you have to have been promoted to achievement one, which is the Curry achievement or the rank of cadet airman. And they have that requirement there because when you get cadet airman, at that point you get the blues voucher, which is a hundred dollar voucher to purchase your blues uniform. And you have to have your blues uniform to go to encampment. So it's just an easier way of saying you have to have your blues uniform. Moving on to some benefits of encampment. 
it is a requirement for the Mitchell Award, right? The Billy Mitchell Award, the rank of cadet second lieutenant, which is really a huge stepping stone in the program, right? It's going from cadet NCO to cadet officer. And if you obtain the Mitchell Award by promoting to cadet second lieutenant, if you join later in life, if you join the Air Force, you, after, after boot camp or basic training, I believe the Air Force calls it basic military training. But after that, you would have an immediate promotion to E3, which is, among other things, a pay raise of about 400 bucks a month. So that's a boost there. If you were to join any branch other than the Air Force, it would be a immediate promotion to E2. Another benefit is it allows access to specific national cadet special activities. So going... So an event that's open for the entire nation for cadets to come and participate in. Most of those, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but most of those are going to have a prerequisite of attending an encampment first. All right, yeah. So some of those activities, like, for example, um, Cadet Officer School, uh, or COS, which is held at you know Maxwell Air Force Base, which is the headquarters of Civil Air Patrol, as an organization over as a whole like that for that event uh, you need to be at least a cadet second lieutenant because it is an officer-based school you're going to be meeting all these high-level personnel like generals and senators and VIPs and so that is kind of a prerequisite I believe because it also counts as a, a credit for your acre award and there's some other stuff too like for example there might be one where you have to be a certain phase like say phase three or phase four for the uh, International Cadet Air Exchange, and so therefore you need to have your Mitchell by then. We don't have an entire list set for you guys of you know which ones require the Mitchell Award versus which ones don't. So just kind of figure out which activity you're interested in, and then figure out if it requires the Mitchell Award. All right, we're going to move on to our personal encampment experiences. So both of us have been to encampment. I'm going to stop talking for once, and uh, let Captain Caldwell go first. So, sir, tell us about your uh, encampment experiences. You know, when did you go? How was it? Would you recommend it? Um, and did you ever return? All right. So I went to encampment, California Wing Encampment, in 2018. Uh, that was my first year at encampment. I went as a cadet staff sergeant. And me and my older brother uh, and another cadet from my squadron, we all went at the same time. Um, I've never, never actually staffed an encampment, but I do love it. I really love it. I really like the, the strict military environment that you can't have at a squadron. I like having that and living in it for, for a week. You know, I want to be in the military. And so being exposed to that environment, I think was really beneficial to me. And I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, throughout the week of encampment, I was a element leader. I was second element leader, so a little bit of leadership opportunity there. And then also I was dorm chief. Once again, I love it, but I haven't been back. So how about you, sir? Well, uh, I don't know how many people have the same experience I have. So I went to California Wing Encampment in 2017. So this is about, let's see, I joined February. Encampment was in June. So six minus two equals. So this is about four four months after I joined. So I spent 
three months in as an airman basic because my squadron was working with great start and turning cadets over. It was a work in progress at that point. So I had only been a cadet airman for maybe a month at this point when my parents were like, all right, we're going to send you off to encampment now. So that was fun. Um, I have to say that basic encampment was interesting. I personally uh, disliked it until maybe like day five when you kind of realize, oh, wait, this isn't just about me. It's about, you know, learning. It's about getting the most out of encampment. It's also about uh, working as a team with your uh, wingmen in your flight. So I enjoyed it afterwards, and I was super stoked to go back. Um, And also for anyone who's thinking about going to encampment, I highly suggest going as soon as possible because encampment totally prepares you drill-wise for all your drill tests. So every single drill test afterwards I learned knew all the information. It was so easy. So go to encampment as soon as possible. It teaches you all the leadership, some of the aerospace, and a lot of the drill for your upcoming promotions, and it will make your promotions that much easier to complete. I did not go back to encampment until 2019, and I actually applied to Nevada Wing as a uh, let's see, what was it? flight commander. So that was fun. It's a little bit of a different experience because Nevada Wing is a lot smaller, um, and not everything that they have is what the I guess you know the pamphlets and the regulations require. A lot of their stuff is slightly different. Whereas COG, everything that COG does is regulation and uh, standard because they are the standard. You know, everything that they make becomes national regulations. So, Because California is just the greatest wing there is. Yes, we try not to be too snobby about it, but we are pretty, we are pretty cool. Most of us. <laughs> but um, So yeah, I went to Nevada Wing, staffed as a flight commander, had a phenomenal experience. I'm currently waiting to go back, tried to go back in 2020, but just with COVID-19, it didn't really happen. And uh, currently, I am applying for executive cadre for California Wing uh, 2021 encampment. So we'll see how that goes, and we can talk about more of that later when we talk about applying for encampment. So, sir, bouncing off of that, you mentioned applying for staff. Can you dig into that a little bit more? Uh, Personally, I haven't uh, staffed encampment. So I'm not too familiar with this whole process. Could you expand on that? Maybe give some tips, some tricks, um, what people should do to prepare for staffing. And yeah, just tell us what we need to know. Absolutely. So the first thing is knowing what do you want to apply for. So there's a whole variety of different positions you can apply for. You obviously can be on the line staff, either at the flight level, so like a flight commander or a flight sergeant. You could move up the chain, you know, be a squadron commander, or even get to really high executive levels. So cadet commander, or I guess in that case, it's the group commander, uh, you know, deputy commanders for support and operations, adjutant or superintendent, it kind of changes which wing you go to, curriculum and planning, support staff, whatever it is, just figure out what do you want to apply for. Um, Second thing is to know the information. So there's a couple of encampment, you know, guides and things that explains like what is encampment all about, you know, what do they expect out of the cadet staff? Really read those over. California Wing, being the really sophisticated wing we are, actually has all the national ones and then our own regulations. So we do have to study, I say, in a sense, almost twice as hard because you have another pamphlet to remember information from. So first of all, know what you're trying to, a uh, position you're trying to get. Read and know the regulations. 
Uh, second thing is to apply to multiple encampments. So third, third thing. Yeah, third thing. Yes, third thing. Thank you so much, Sid. This is why you're on the show. You can remind me to count. <laughs> but um, definitely try to apply to multiple encampments. There's not always a guarantee that you'll get into the encampment you want because sometimes the process is very competitive. So if you apply to multiple wings and give it 110% to all those interviews and all those resumes and cover letters that you send to all those wings, then you will do better. Fourth tip, which it's kind of harder, um, but it's really have friends in different places or who know other people because that really allows them to promote you as an individual for staff. So for example, one of the reasons why I got accepted into Nevada Wing was yes, because of the skills and where I, at, where I was at in my cadet uh, career, but also the fact that I knew a cadet major who joined my squadron but originally came from Nevada. So he already had some you know, recognition there. They already knew of his skills and knew that any person that was a friend of his is definitely a qualified individual. So that also kind of helped me get in as well, it was not only my own experience, but then also the recommendation of other people who know the encampment staff. So, and then just a couple other things is uh, really know the time and place. So is this encampment actually going to fit your schedule? Are you prepared to take any of the pre-training ahead of time? Because the higher up you go in the chain of command and staffing, the more work there is before the event. And then also just know how competitive is the encampment you're applying to. Uh, some encampments like California or the, uh, I think it's Washington and Alaska one, otherwise known as Cascade Falcon. If you're listening and you know about this, please correct us if we're wrong. Uh, but they're fairly competitive. Uh, sometimes there is a little bit of an in-group or a click too. So you need to know, do I really want to invest my time in this encampment as well? So those are just kind of the basics. It's very vague, but... If you want to you know, talk more about it or get more advice, uh, email us or leave us a voice message on Anchor, all the other ways that you can do it, and reach out to us. But uh, moving on from how to apply to encampment, we now know that there is encampments coming up on the horizon as COVID precautions are slightly dropping and the restrictions are being loosened. So, uh, sir, do you want to tell us you know, what have some of the past things or things that have been happening regarding encampment with like waivers and people not having to go and then give us your reactions and thoughts about what's that going to look like for the future. All right. So at the beginning of all the COVID restrictions and lockdowns, uh, the Civil Air Patrol National Commander, uh, Major General Mark Smith, he waived encampment as a requirement for earning the Mitchell Award. So earlier we talked about how encampment was a requirement and a prerequisite for the Mitchell Award, but currently it is not. Uh, recently, I believe it was uh, early January 2021, so at the beginning of this year, um, that was updated to include the Earhart Award, so cadet captains don't need to have attended encampment. And so, sir, you, you asked for a reaction, and here it is, just one word, no. Yes, I understand people wanting to continue moving up in the program, but I think waiving it just wasn't quite the right thing to do. I think that encampment, it's super important because, like we mentioned earlier, it's teaching, well, number one, drill. It's teaching uniform wear. 
It's teaching responsibility. It's teaching teamwork. You know, those are huge aspects of leadership. And part of being a cadet officer is being a leader. And so it's almost like it would be hard to have one without the other. Now, I'm not saying you have to have encampment in order to be a good leader. I know dozens of amazing leaders who have never been to encampment, who, frankly, who aren't in Civil Air Patrol at all. But I really think that encampment being a part of Civil Air Patrol and being a part of the cadet program, I think instead of waiving it, something else should have been done. I don't know what, but something. Right. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I think it's definitely going to be super weird, like, for coming encampments, because you're going to have a lot of, you know, cadet second lieutenants and all the way up to cadet major, possibly, who have promoted super quickly during COVID, but never went to encampment beforehand, and so they took advantage of it. And so if they do stick around, they're going to be in the flight. And so it's going to be a little bit weird, because they might have, you know, a cadet flight commander who's a cadet chief master sergeant. So they totally you know, are outgraded and out, well, not outranked, but definitely outgraded because the insignia difference. But, you know, you just treat them like a regular cadet, though, I think is the advice for all the cadet staff who are going to be applying for the flight and line staff. You just treat them like regular cadets. You just say, Cadet Jones, your insignia are on wrong. Please fix them. And um, so it, it's going to be weird, but we'll get through it and eventually it'll get back to normal. And I think... Also, the weirdest thing, too, is, like, what restrictions are going to be in place for different wings? Like, are people going to have to wear masks? Are there going to be social distancing? You know, the number of hand-washing times, which, you know, that's not that bad. You know, hand-washing is good for you, but, you know, how many times is enough? Is it 20 times? Is it 10 times? Who knows? So, that little that is a little bit, I guess, you know, murky on the horizon or in the water. We don't really know what's going to happen, but fingers crossed within a year or two we should be all back to normal, all operational, which would be nice. You know, normal is a good thing. And then moving on from that, so probably could have done this earlier, but how should one prepare for encampment, specifically as a student? So students, just to let you guys know, there is going to, you're going to have to wear your uniform, as Captain Caldwell said. Um, you know, you have to be Achievement 1, Cadet Airman, so really suggest that you learn the uniform beforehand. It's going to save you so much stress that I had to encounter as a cadet trying to figure out how the heck do I wear my uniform? Wait, are these shoes? Why are they so shiny? Type of stuff. Um, so make sure you actually learn the uniform beforehand. Uh, try to practice your physical training on the sides, your PT. So just be ready to do push-ups, be ready to do sit-ups, flutter kicks. Um, you could always ask your flight staff, like, hey, what are some of the different PT exercises they might do? Because there's some weird ones, like the engine. Uh, if you don't know what the side straddle, sh side straddle hop, that's such a mouthful. Um, that's the jumping jack. Be able to do a jumping jack. Just kind of, you know, be prepared for all of those. And then if you really want a legitimate sneak peek, um, I guess in a sense, because there's so much that we could reveal, but we're trying not to because... Um, you learn from encampment from the surprises that you do. So do not go searching up on YouTube. I didn't say that. Don't do that. Um, before encampment, you're usually going to receive a stand, uh, SOP or a standard operating procedures. So let's see, it's going to be a little booklet that you can fit in your pocket that will tell you everything. Memory work, how to keep your bed and your shirts taken care of, 
how to brush your teeth in the morning. It literally goes into that much detail. Um, if you do get it via email, read it through. Uh, try to at least memorize the memory work. Um, be ready to write down your chain of command. It's a lot of good information that you should probably... You, you're going to have it known by the end of the week, but try to know about it beforehand too. So that way it will save you a lot of unnecessary stress during the week. So that's just about it for this episode about encampment. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, have any questions, leave them down below. Or I guess not down below, but just, you know, let us know. What do you think? Have any questions, comments, concerns? Let us know. And then, sir, could you uh, announce our partners for this episode? Yes. So once again, uh, if you've been following us, you should know this ad by heart. But from the unofficial National Civil Air Patrol Discord server, their mission is to give each other the best resources, tools, and ideas to work through this virtual time and beyond in a professional, informal platform. They say, come check us out. Also, a big thanks to the growing and once again unofficial Civil Air Patrol Pacific Coast Region Discord server. And there are link, invite links for both of those in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Uh, we have a lot of, yes, a lot of professional, real informative conversations, but it's also just a lot of fun hanging out with uh, Civil Air Patrol cadets from all across the nation. Uh, I've met a lot of friends that way, and it's just a really good way to waste a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> we should know. We are probably decent procrastinators, if not masters by now. So uh, with that with that point in mind, check them out. They're super awesome. They'd love uh, you know, seeing you on there. They're going to take care of you and hopefully get you all the best information. And uh, hopefully they'll point anyone who's over there onto us. So thank you if you did. As we said, our show notes will be linked down below as well as the links to the Discord. Uh, check out also the resources that we have in our show notes. And with that, uh, sir, close us out. Swivel on. <laughs>